Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. ACJC State Basketball Tournament hosted by Jones College. Good Wednesday afternoon. It is Sports Talk Mississippi. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you in Ellisville today, again on the campus of Jones College. Brian Scott Rippey will join us from Oxford a little bit later this afternoon as Ole Miss has a basketball game with the Tennessee Volunteers that tips off at 6 o'clock. Sports Talk is brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank. Online, you can find them at mslandbank.com. Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. If you're in North Mississippi and you've got land financing needs of any kind, buying a piece of property, Uh, Maybe you're refinancing an existing loan. Maybe it's a crop loan. Maybe it it is an equipment loan that you need. That new tractor, the new new combine, hey, Dad, that you've had your eye on, Borky, that new cotton picker that spits the bale straight out the back that you've been thinking about that costs like $700,000. I'll have, to, I'll have to check my statements, but I think I can swing that. Most people aren't going to pay cash for that. you got to get an equipment loan, do it with Mississippi Land Bank. They've been financing land and all that goes with it for over 100 years. Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. Good to be with you. We saw an exciting ending to a uh, women's basketball game just a little while ago. You had Colin and Itawamba tied at 57 55. 55, sorry. Tied at 55 with 2.9 seconds to play. Uh, Colin had it on their their half of the floor, offensive end. They threw kind of a lob on a back cut, like a a backdoor cut. Nothing was there. Young lady caught it, slammed into the defender, play on, missed a shot, offensive rebound, put back as time expires. Colin stays alive, and they will play in the uh, state championship game tomorrow at 5.30. Got a guys game going uh, right now. Pearl River and East Mississippi. Sorry, Pearl River and East Mississippi are uh, are playing right now. And uh, got some basketball royalty here to, uh, to watch the game as well. A little recruiting going on, which I think is a reminder of how big a deal junior college basketball in the state of Mississippi is. Uh, it is, I don't want to call it a feeder program, but it's an opportunity for guys and girls to get the opportunity to continue their basketball career beyond playing at the community college level, and that's why you've got major Division One coaches that are here watching the game that's happening right now. Yeah, everybody thinks of JUCO and thinks, you know, football recruiting. That's the first thing you think of. Right. But there's a lot of a great talent in the JUCO ranks here. Uh, playing basketball in the state. And in baseball as well, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, baseball season already uh, underway. On the baseball front, worth mentioning this, do you know who the number one team in the country in Division Two is right now? There's only one reason I could be asking that question, And right? there's only one guess. It's Delta State. Delta State undefeated on the year, a sub-one 
team ERA through 13 games. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. Through 13 games, a team earned run average of below one. They are the number one team in the country, off to a 13-0 and start. Mike Kennison just continues to win and win and win and win in Cleveland. What's on the docket this afternoon? Three baseball games last night. Mississippi State played against Jackson State. You had Ole Miss against uh, UT Martin in Oxford. And in uh, Hattiesburg, Southern Miss hosting UNO. We'll get into those results and kind of how the games played out. Hey, Dad had double duty yesterday as uh, Mississippi State not only played baseball, they played basketball last night as well. Got a win against Missouri. Tight for a while, pulled away late, and ultimately a 19-point win. Yeah, it was sort of the, the flip-flop from Saturday's game against South Carolina. State it got out to the big lead. Mm-hmm. Then Missouri chips away, chips away. They were close as, as five. Uh, but then from there, MSU just sort of took over the game and, uh, and got a 19-point victory. If you had your druthers, you'd rather ease your way to a coasting to the finish yeah. as opposed to blast out of the gate and then hang on for dear life at the end. And what an odd stat line. And I, I think I, I got Ben Howland. I, I think I, I caught him off guard. I asked him, I said, if I told you in November that you were going to win a game by 19 over Missouri, Nick Weatherspoon doesn't play, and Eric Holman and Lamar Peters don't score, and you win the game by 19, would you have believed that? And he just sort of like, well, well uh, no. No, I would not have believed that. Did he that. ultimately get to know? He got to know eventually. So, yes. yeah. Uh, so yeah. a good win for MSU. A bit of hemming and hawing along the way. Um, forgive me if this sounds like a shot. I don't mean for it to. We've talked about it a lot throughout the course of the season. There was an element to if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody there to hear it, does it make a sound? If you win a home basketball game when you're about to be an NCAA tournament team and nobody's there to see it, is it actually a win? It's, it's actually a win. That's good. It counts in the standings. That's good. But, yeah, they're, they're not a great crowd in Starkville last night. What's going on? You know, I don't know. Hey, Dad, this, this they're is, a 20-win hey. team. People have been clamoring, oh, we got to get back to the tournament. Got to get back to the tournament. This is the year. It's a talent-rich roster. They're playing their best basketball of the year. We're, a what, a blink of the eye away from March. What are you waiting on? I, I, that, this is the first time. You know, all year long I've just been sort of, you know, because they've, they've had some good crowds, but there haven't been a whole lot of great crowds. But the crowds have been good, and I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. But this was the game where I thought, okay, you, you, it was like show coronation up. night last and, night. And, and it really wasn't. I mean, there, uh, especially the student crowd. The student crowd was, was very disappointing. Yeah. You would think that's the easiest one to sell out. Those guys are on campus already. And, you know, I've kind of reached the point, whether we're talking about Mississippi State or Ole Miss or Southern Miss or whatever, I'm done with excuses with regard. Yeah, you just, I'm just not going. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll, I will give you I'm just not going. Don't want to, don't care, whatever too expensive, but there's always an ex- when we have a small crowd, whether it's in Oxford or in Starkville, I mean, it's the weather, it's the start time, it starts too early, can't quite get there, it starts too late, can't quite get home, uh, well, the team's not playing well enough, well, I, I don't like this, I, I, I'm done with excuses, either show up and fill the gym up or don't, and maybe we ought to just stop talking about it, but yeah. all I know is there are a lot of games that I flip on television and I see really big crowds. Yeah, yeah. It- Last night was the first time I felt that it was a disappointing crowd. There, there have been some crowds where I was like, ah, this isn't great. But last night, you know, walking in there, especially right at tip, you know, the team comes out and they're excited. They're ready to play this game that's going to maybe put them over the hump, no, no pun intended. But what happens, they're, they're walking out to maybe, I mean, when, five minutes before tip, maybe 3,000 people in there. Yeah. So, and it didn't get a whole lot better, did it? I, I would say there was about 5,000 total. No that, way. 
total, half the state. If you had brought everybody out of the upper into the lower you bowl. You think if you take everybody that's up top and bring them down, it fills every seat I think, yeah, I, think I, I think you had the lower bowl full. So I'd say around 5,000. Okay. He's, he's giving me the side eye right now. I'm giving you a little bit of a side eye. Borky, but, what's the solution? Or, or not solution, what's the reason? You're the, you're the closest to college age for all of us. You went some, you didn't go some, or maybe you went to all the games. I, I don't know. I, I didn't miss a basketball game. It, okay. Basketball games were the most fun to me to be a student at because you were right there close to the court. The game was quick. You weren't standing in 90-degree sun or when it got into November. Uh, you weren't freezing cold. It's climate-controlled, and quite frankly, it was pretty easy to uh, bring – your drink of choice into the game as well. It was easy. I liked going to you basketball games. You always keep going to that. <laughs> you want students to show up to games, you be yeah. very liberal Put with your Put him down for down. a sip of alcohol on Rebecca okay, Turner's Okay, go ahead and list say there. it. You just almost knocked our entire podcast. I, didn't, I was over. very, uh, no, you weren't. very uh, reserved in my celebration. Chelsea over Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. One, one nil, Chelsea. Yeah, there you go. 56 minutes played. Yeah, yeah. You think part of it is there are two teams for them to keep up with? That, that it's is, it's that hard is, to follow and keep up with and go for, to four basketball games for a week. state. That isn't that is a thing because if you're only going to go to one, if you're only going to make one trip to Starkville this weekend or this week, because there's no baseball on the weekend, and you got to choose between that game and this is the home finale tomorrow night for Mississippi State women. It's senior night. Tierra McCowan, you know, never going to, you know, that's our last trip to the hump. That that if everything you're saying is true, and it goes exactly into what I was saying just now. We've always got an excuse for why. Okay, I, I, it's I, not full. I'll give you that, but that is that to me. If you if you said, look, I, I can only make one trip a week. I'm going to go see the last home game for the women, who have been the most dominant team in the SEC for three years. I, I get that. I can buy into but that. You, but you're right. You can't say for what feels like two decades uh, since Rick Ray was hired as the coach that we didn't show up because the it's team like wasn't century. winning. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. It feels like forever. <laughs> but, but you can't say on one hand that we weren't showing up because the team wasn't very good because that's justified. You have a bad basketball team. It's not worth paying your money to go watch. And when the team is good and they're a tournament team and they're winning games and you've got a bunch of elite players, Reggie Perry's an NBA guy, Q Weatherspoon is an all-league player this year, and you're still not showing up, that's inexcusable. Hey, Borky, you're not a big gambler, are you? No, I'm not. Don't start because you would have been 0-2 big time last night. You liked Kentucky than the 15-and-a-half last night. You loved South did, Carolina yeah. laying the 1-and-a-half well, last night. You know, Kentucky should have lost and, and that And you game. thought 12-and-a-half was a lot in the Mississippi State-Missouri game, didn't you? It felt like a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, not 0-2. It would have been 0-3 if I would have committed to it. Yeah. Yeah. That is why it's probably not a good idea for any of us to gamble. That's why they build those big edifices opulent. in Las Vegas. They're opulent. They don't build them out of losses. A tight game, really tight game. In fact, one that Arkansas led by 15 in the second half. Kentucky gets another win. You got basketball coming up tonight in Oxford, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. We'll preview that. Luke Johnson going to stop by. Plus, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening at the MACJC State Basketball Tournament at Jones College in the Renaissance Bank Studio. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
Talk Mississippi with you Wednesday afternoon live from Jones College State Basketball Tournament for the MACJC. Pearl River in East Mississippi playing on the men's side right now earlier today. Cole Lynn, a winner over Itawamba. A couple of games coming up tonight as well. On the men's side of things, at 7.30 tonight, it's Jones and Northeast. And on the women's side tonight at 5.30, Jones and Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. Brian Scott Rippey will join us a little bit later this afternoon. You can text the show, C Spire text line, 601 879 4395. Again, 601 879 4395. We're glad to have you along for the ride. Let's walk through this Mississippi State game last night. Lamar Peters did not score in the ball game. Eric Holman did not score in the ball game. But Tyson Carter had a big night, led all scores with 22 points. Q Weatherspoon played 35 minutes and scored 20. Reggie Perry had 15 points and nine rebounds, which yeah. is basically his stat line over the last, what, six weeks in SEC play. Yeah, since he entered the starting lineup uh, against Ole Miss, uh, he has been a double-double kind of guy, and he's playing really well. He, this is the time of year, and I asked Robert Woodard about this last night in, in postgame, that you know this is the time of year where the, the, the cliche, they're not freshmen anymore, starts to happen. Right. And he said that. He's like, you know, we can't, we can't act like freshmen anymore. We have to play like we've been here for a long time. It's that time of year, especially with State being so tight with the seven-man rotation right now. That, that's all the guys that they're playing. And last night only five guys scored. Uh, Holman and, and Peters played but did not score. Adu only had two. And uh, then you have Woodard with nine, and then you have what you got from, from Carter, Q, and, and Perry. That's what carried Mississippi State. So, yeah, as you can see from the, the, the score, though, 68-49, it was really defense that carried Mississippi State. Nine block shots, uh, eight steals. They really had a, a great defensive effort, and they stymied Missouri, who, who were getting some open looks at times. But for the most part, State was able to, to play really, really good defense, and that's what led to that win. Despite with Adu, just two points and two rebounds, he did have the five block shots, and so that kind of helps you in the whole plus-minus thing. All right, let, let's just – whether you want to call this a guess, a gut reaction, um, if you've got some kind of inside information, if, if it, I don't know what. Is Nick Weatherspoon going to suit up for Mississippi State again this year? This will be an educated guess when I say yes. I think he will because here's my line of thinking. If he was he had done something that was going to keep him out permanently, they would he's, he's still practicing. Right. He's still practicing and he's still dressing or not dressing out, but he's he's with the team on the bench. Right. If they were going to get rid of him, they would get rid of him. They would, you got to go. You can't be on the bench. You can't practice anymore. The fact that they're keeping him in game shape leads me to believe that I don't know when it's going to be, but I think that at some point he will return to the lineup. Yeah, and I think I said what was it after the which it was after the Arkansas game it was right before the Arkansas game when he was first held out so right that's the first game he missed he's now missed this is his fourth game to miss last night was the fourth yeah. um I, I think I said and I certainly wasn't trying to be cryptic if you come up with a list of three or four things that you think or two or three things that you think a player would be suspended for. Mm -hmm. Whatever you would put at number one and number two on that list is the most likely reasons for a suspension. Probably not the reasons that Nick Weatherspoon is suspended right Right. now. I I don't really feel comfortable saying much more than that, and I I honestly don't know details. I've kind of picked up bits and pieces. State's been very tight-lipped about this, too. They have. 
Uh, they have. Um, you know, when it happened and, and since as well. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Does it matter? It matters. In t- I don't know how far they can go with seven guys. I mean, can they, can they win the first game of the NCAA tournament? Probably. Can they win the second game? Maybe. But when you talk about going to the Sweet 16 and getting past that with seven guys, I don't know if that's, that's going to happen. So they need Weatherspoon to come back just to, give, just to give them a little relief. But that said, Richard, I don't know that if he comes back, he's back in the starting lineup because Tyson Carter is playing. He's been great. He's averaging 15 points a game, you know, 22 last night. And, and not only that, he's given MSU a, sort of a second point guard. He, he's done a good job of handling the ball and, and in sort of running the offense when, when Lamar Peters is, is on the moments he's not, he's not uh, at the point. So, yeah, Carter has really done a great job, and I don't know how much Ben Howell would want to tinker with things right now, the way his team is playing. Which is it's understandable, right? I mean, you know, you, you figure out now, would he love to have another body on the bench? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Here's the other thing, and I know winning the SEC basketball tournament is not the most important thing that's out there. Anybody that pretends like it's not a big deal to win the SEC tournament is just kind of – you're probably not doing it right. Right. Because if you watch a team win the tournament, play in that game on Sunday, cut down the nets, dance around the court, get the trophy, you are reminded that it is a big deal. It also gets you the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Mississippi State's going to the tournament regardless. But don't be the person that tries to tell me, oh, it doesn't really matter if you win or right. don't win the SEC tournament because it does matter. You, you want to keep momentum going. And there are 14 teams that are there that will tell you that it does matter. Right. And half of them, of course, you know, need to win. But point, point being in all of that, making a run – whether it is over the course of three days or four days, and those are really the two things that are in play for Mississippi State right now, where you play back-to-back-to-back to back to back or back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back with just seven players in the rotation, that is a tall ask. They need to get that, that fourth spot. Right now, they, Ole Miss is there. I think they're a half game ahead of Mississippi State because they haven't played. They played tonight. Right. So if Ole Miss loses tonight, you've got a you think you have it's a, a three way tie. Three way tie. And I, Ole Miss, South Carolina. I don't know how the tiebreakers State. are going to work because those three teams have all played each other. State and South Carolina split. State well, and like, Ole Miss split. Ole Miss and South Carolina. The Rebels are zero and one there. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, it's pointless to try and figure. Yeah, it yeah, out we got right three games now, left to play. Given what the uh, the two teams or the three teams have got left. South Carolina's remaining schedule is not particularly daunting. Ole Miss has games against Tennessee and Kentucky. That's tough. But also a game against Missouri. And is that it? Just three left? They got Tennessee tonight. After tonight? Tennessee. No, no, no. That's Kentucky, not Missouri, and Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas is the other go. one. There it is. Road games against Arkansas and Missouri. Home games against Tennessee and Kentucky. Those are the four remaining. Mississippi State's three remaining are at Auburn, at Tennessee, Texas A&M at home. There you go. So you want to start guessing on wins and losses to try and, try and figure out where the records are going day. to finish up and then try to break a tiebreaker. It's probably an exercise in, in futility at, uh, at this point. I'll give you some nuggets about what's happening here at the uh, state basketball tournament, uh, and we'll kind of bounce around the, uh, the league, around the MACJC. At Northeast, they recently broke ground on the Field of Dreams on the Boonville campus, a new state-of-the-art baseball and softball facility. Three new buildings are in the plans for the complex, including a two-story press box that also holds ticketing and concessions on the first level, new locker rooms with player lounges, plus an indoor hitting and throwing area. Their men's team, led by Coach Cord Wright, has made it to the state tournament in five straight seasons. They're in the semifinals tonight against Jones at 7.30. You can visit JucoWeekly.org for all the MACJC scores, stats, 
and news. Again, that is M-A-C-J, I'm sorry, JucoWeekly.org. And I know I changed gears there with you. I was talking about baseball and softball. It's the basketball where the men's team is in action tonight in a semifinal game. 601-879-4395 if you want to join us on the C Spire text line. C Spire, customer inspired. How different would Missouri be if they'd had Jonte Porter? They're 12 and 15, 3 and 12 overall. They, 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 need, they needed some talent on the, on the floor last night. They, they just didn't look like an SEC basketball team, to be totally honest with you. I mean, they just... Terrence Watson off the bench had 12. Jeremiah Tillman had 11 and, shockingly, fouled out in 22 minutes because that's what he does. The starters, the the five starters for Missouri combined for 16 points in the game. Yeah. Seven points from Pickett, seven points from Jordan Geist, a deuce from Kevin Purrier. Purrier plays 15 minutes. He was a freshman All-SEC guy three years ago. He's now a senior and has regressed. And then Reed Nicko and Xavier Pinson go scoreless. Yeah. 16 points out of the starters. Sort of the same thing that Mississippi State had from its starting lineup, although Holman didn't start. No. Mississippi State got got, But they got the main – but they got got big guys. 57 out of their starters. But what I'm saying is they had guys in the starting lineup who didn't score. But they, they had other guys who got big numbers. Missouri doesn't have anything like that. Missouri is just – they're just not good. They're not good. They they and Vanderbilt, to me, you know, Texas A&M, because they've beaten Alabama twice and they've been competitive in some other games, I like they're them in the better. They're top 75 in the net now, who? despite their record. A&M? Texas A&M. Yeah. I like them they better than the like Missouri or Vanderbilt. They're playing better. Yeah. yeah much better. Yeah. Savion Flagg's a good player. Nebo's back and is healthy. I don't think you're thrilled to have Texas A&M on the schedule in the last two weeks of the season if they are there. Mississippi no. State has them. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. For, but on the other side of the coin, Ole Miss goes to Missouri, final day of the regular season. You better not lose that game. Nah. No. But you would hope they would quit by then, too. Maybe. Kind of feels like they've laid down anyway. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Renaissance Bank studio live from the MACJC State Basketball Tournament hosted by Jones College in Ellisville in the Renaissance Bank studio. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Air guitar. That was air dice, right? Man, I was getting, you you right, were throwing the bones. Throwing the bones. Air dice style. Seven come 11. Richard Cross. That's Brian Haydad. He's over Ooh. here gamble dreaming. And uh, Michael Borky to my left who has a serious, really serious look on his face. Are you watching golf? That's what the only thing you studying that's over serious, there? Man. Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. I don't believe you. Just trying to keep myself awake. Oh, I'm glad that uh, you're so entertained yeah. by Sports Talk Mississippi. With, with no buttons in front of you really to press, are you kind of lost? No, hey, normally you're flying way. the entire spaceship. It, it, it's easier this way. Normally he's Han Solo. Does it, Chewbacca. Does, it, um, does it make you a little bit nervous that Will is sitting in your seat pressing your buttons wondering yeah, what he might mess up? All. Hey, no. Will, what's up, buddy? It's hard to screw that up. 
Uh, yeah, he's not messing anything up. He only presses one button, his mic button, and that's it. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi live at Jones College. We're in Ellisville today for the MACJC State Basketball Tournament. Earlier today, Colin got a win. Entertaining game against Itawama. The Lady Wolves are once again in the state tournament. NJCAA Hall of Fame head coach Gwen Young is in his 43rd season. He has won, including today, 952 career games, eight MACJC state championships, chance to get his ninth tomorrow, winningest active women's coach in the entire country. For scores and more, check out JucoWeekly.org. Can you imagine doing anything for 43 consecutive years? I've been living for 43 consecutive years. That's about the best I can do on that. I'm sorry. Can you imagine doing something that provides you a paycheck for 43 consecutive years? That's 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 a lot, man. That's a lot of work. Borky, could, could 43 years in a row? I would like to, depending on what it is. Yeah? For 43, how old are you? 27. At some point, I'm going to remember that. Let's just call it 30. Well, you, you, didn't, remember, you didn't remember to we go to my wedding, years so I don't know how guy. much of... My it's, life, it's, you're going to remember. It's not that I didn't remember to go to your wedding. <laughs> I was working. They had better uh, things to do. No, I, didn't, yes, he I did. didn't say that I had better <laughs> things to do. See, I can't do the same thing over and over and over. That's why I've got like nine different jobs. Yeah. I don't know if I can do nine jobs for 43 years or not. We've got to kind of keep it fresh. You're 30, almost, in three years. Well, just for the sake of round numbers. Yeah. 43 years from now makes you 73. If it was like a fishing so, guide or something, I could do that for the rest of my life. I want to do this for the rest of my life, too, but something that that you could actually do every day and not feel like you need a break, taking people out fishing every day, like based out of the Bahamas or somewhere where it's 85 degrees and the sun's always out, yeah, I could do that every single day for 43 years. In November, the folks in the Bahamas told me that the summers are pretty unbearable. I could bear it. Where it's like... 101 and 80% humidity. So it's like Mississippi? What's what's the difference? We're already here. I might as well have a beach right there. What's the difference? It's called an ocean and a breeze. That's the uh, the difference, I suppose. So, so, hey, Dad, could could you do this? Could you cover Mississippi State and talk on the radio for the next 43 years? That would be 86. Man, you think you you would be the crotchetiest 86-year-old? I already am. That's kind of angry. At 40... You're already angry. Can you imagine, or if I'm sorry, 43? 40, I'll be, I'm 43, yeah. When's your birthday? November 30th. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to remember. I don't know why I asked anyway. Just got a conversation on the air. Did uh, your boys just yeah! score? Let's go Spurs. Oh, no, no, oh, oh, oh. Let's uh, go Blues. You let this happen, but the second I bring up NBA, everybody wants to fight. I mean, it's remember not, that. It's, it's, it's happening right now. People here. If there were an NBA game right now, nobody would say anything to you. About. Yes basketball, NBA basketball, next at least time, in a small capacity. The next English time Premier League that Haydad Worldwide. Made, we might as well be speaking more. Spanish. The next time that Haydad mentions a previous game's result from the EPL <laughs> during Sports Talk Mississippi, I'll look at him the exact same way. <laughs> you got to watch watch this. Watch. Oh, stop oh, it. Oh, no. oh, he screwed. That's an on goal. Oh, what a shame. We are uh, we are glad to be with you this afternoon, and, and I think we're having a, uh, a good time with you as well at the State Basketball Tournament. Other SEC basketball games last night. Did you guys watch Kentucky and Arkansas? Uh, I got to see the last 
five minutes of it. Exactly. And because that's all that mattered. I, I had no plans to watch that game because I assumed, as I, had, Fifteen and I and imagine half. most people did, that it was going to be an ugly game where Kentucky just beat the brakes off of Arkansas and that was it. So I didn't tune it in until late. Even I, when you saw the halftime score, you thought, you know what, this is going to last so, about five minutes and Kentucky will blow it out. We were, I, I want to say, getting ready to go to post game. Or maybe post game had just started, and someone's like, "Hey, Arkansas is beating Kentucky," and I was like, "Ah, oh, you're kidding." He's like, "Oh, it's it's like 15 to 12." I was like, "Okay." So we we finish up uh, post game press conference, sure. walk through the green room, and it's at the half, and they're up 11. I was like, "Wow, okay, that's a pretty good game." Yeah, it, it, at some point you engage and you go, "Okay, this yeah. this might go the distance." So and I watched it. I was flipping back and forth early on between LSU, Texas A and M, which was incredibly boring. And yeah. then I would flip over and I'd watch a little Arkansas-Kentucky. And it's like, okay, Arkansas makes another shot. Arkansas makes another shot. Um, so and then, and then couldn't it get, miss last night at times. Yeah, yeah. And, and it finally gets to the point where you go, is Arkansas really going to pull this off? Yeah. Kentucky's up five with seven seconds left. I, I don't know, tight game at the end. Arkansas made a big shot to cut it to two. I think Mason Jones hit a three. And then you got to play – where Kentucky is trying to inbound. First of all, Keldon Johnson had a violation on the inbound. They didn't yep. call it, but he had a violation. Now, you, d- despite maybe uh, uh, a common misconception, you don't have to keep both feet in concrete on an inbound. What is it, three feet? you got a three-foot window that you can move around. It. So you right, can sit right. there and tap dance in one spot if you want to. He goes outside of that window. It's a little subjective. It's not like there's a glowing square around him, and you saw that he stepped out. So that's violation number one that doesn't get called. Triggers it in, and ball gets knocked away, and it's close. And they say, of course, in real time, Kentucky ball. Which is justifiable because the Arkansas guy had his hand extended. The ball went out of bounds. That's fine. Don't disagree with that at all. But But immediately, immediately they go to the replay. Collaborative replay, SEC office, what are they looking for? Indisputable video evidence. All I know is we probably should reach out to the SEC office and their replay control center in Birmingham and, and like, as a group, offer to buy them new HD televisions. Because it's apparent to me that what they have is 13-inch black and white TVs. And and they're not even flat screens. They're tubes. (laughs) And they're the tubes that you change the channels with with the dial. Yeah. Because on the television in my living room that was in color crystal clear in hd i had the ability to rewind fast forward rewind fast forward which i think that's what they do like with their finger there like you see them always circling with their finger there when they're sitting at the scores table they are moving it frame by frame it was abundantly clear to me in real time paused and in slow motion that the ball was off the elbow of the Kentucky player. Correct. So then why did they miss it? And How inco- did- incompetence is not the answer to this. I'm telling you. I'm- I just gave you the answer. They're watching the replays on 13-inch black and white tube televisions that don't have remote controls. That's the only explanation. Give me another plausible explanation there isn't for how They're that ball was not given. Their job. But I can't buy that. that oh, that, I can. Just general can. stupidity and, and I see it every, every and time I go to the hump, I see it. You're just you're not giving the no, I'm not talking about the referees. I'm talking about replay for a second. Yeah. But they're all connected. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, yes, but we're specifically talking about If you make replay. the right call at the beginning, you don't need the replay. That's a really hard call in real yeah, time. It is. I, I will give them benefit of the doubt. 
But that was justifiable. It just you cannot tell me that a human person watched that and decided it was still Kentucky's ball without some outside motivation. The, the, only, the only way you make that decision is if somebody says we don't have enough video evidence to overturn it. Right. But that's, that's that not possible. possible. How are you watching that replay and not clearly going, that ball was off the elbow of the Kentucky player. It's Arkansas ball with two seconds. Arkansas still has to make a shot to send it to overtime. There's only two possible answers. They're either biased or incompetent. Those are the only two choices you have. So you got to pick one. I, I can't go the incompetence route because that so was too obvious. So you're saying bias? Occam's razor. I mean... Kentucky would lose a one seed losing that game. Arkansas can't make the NCAA tournament. You have a bang-bang call. There's no other explanation that makes sense. Because it's inexcusable it's one or the other. to you watch agree that, that it's one or the other. It's one or the other. Yeah. And I think it's just completely inexcusable to watch that play and determine the ball should have stayed with Kentucky unless there was some kind of outside motivation. You guys are completely dismissing my actual reasoning. <laughs> In the in Technology. the master control. billion dollar contract, we got a thirteen inch black and white. It is a thirteen we got the old handhelds. Remember black those? and white. Oh yeah, that's bad. With like the antenna. The the long bunny ears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the only explanation. The only one that I could get behind. LSU beat A and M sixty six fifty five. Alabama beat South Carolina sixty eight sixty two. Ole Miss a- will play that Arkansas team in Fayetteville on Saturday. That's a good win for Alabama. That's an important win, and it's probably a death nail for for uh, South Carolina. Probably, right? probably so. Yeah, I can't unless they win the tournament. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We're live at the MACJC State Basketball Tournament. Got a special guest coming for you when we come back in the Renaissance Bank Studio. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi on this Wednesday afternoon. We're at the MACJC State Basketball Tournament. Jones College in Ellisville. We need a score update. They've got a, a tight one going on, right, with Pearl River and East Mississippi? Somebody yeah. will check that out at some point. Maybe Houston will do it. Maybe not. He's not paying attention. He's not talking to me. Give me one second. I'll tell you. Uh, Let's see here. So, East Mississippi. Billy Begley and the EMCC Lions are in the semifinals today, bidding for their first state title in school history. Lions won the North Division this year. They qualified for next week's Region 23 tournament. They went 17-7 overall, 10-2 in the North this year. And Pearl River, pretty uh, pretty good basketball program. Ranked 15th nationally. Playing right now in the semis, 22 and two, co-South champs this year, 12 and two. Chris Oney, former basketball player at Ole Miss, is in his third season in Poplarville. For scores and more, visit JucoWeekly.org. We are glad to have you along. What's, what's the score? It's a one-point game. Who's up? 
Pearl River. Okay. East Mississippi just hit a three to make it a one-point game, and there was 4.30 left when I looked. Oh, wow. Tight one. Uh, winner will advance to the uh, state championship game tomorrow night. Look what the cat drug in. There's Luke Johnson. Ooh. Welcome to the Free State, guys. Yeah. Free State of Jones this afternoon. We are uh, glad to have you um, Thanks for stopping by, man. Good yeah, to man. see you. Glad to be here. I mean, Normally, it's on the Farm Bureau phone line. Today, it's uh, in person, live it's, in color. It's been so long. The last time I saw Borky, there was nothing on his left ring finger. Now there's something on it. Didn't you bring them hats last time you saw them as well? Oh, I, I rocked mine, too. I've got that good Southern Miss yes. bar hat. You yeah. had one. Uh-huh. You didn't show up, so Houston got it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he, he did bring one for you. You can bring something for me I remember bringing it. Hey, Dad wore a Southern Miss hat. I did wear it for the picture. It's a good-looking hat. It's, it's a good it's color sport. scheme and logo scheme for yeah. sure. Black and gold? Oh, yeah. I did, I did re-gift it, with the it angry though. Eagle I won't man? lie. Yeah. I have an uncle who's big golden eagle, and I was like, hey. And he said, hey, he was really he, – he wears it every day now. So purchased by, at Campus Bookmark, second segment sponsor of the Eagle Hour every day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, baseball last night had, uh, had action in Oxford, had action in Starkville, had action in Hattiesburg as well. We visited with Scott Berry yesterday, and uh, I think he was looking forward to getting back on the diamond. I'm not sure he envisioned the result. Two to one last night. UNO gets the win at Pete Tether Park. That's a tough loss, and a team that is now really looking to get a bad taste out of its mouth with Gonzaga coming in this weekend. It's it was tough to look last night. It, the trend kind of continued. They had 37 strikeouts against Mississippi State. Eight more last night. It was kind of a Johnny Holstaff night for everybody. UNO threw eight pitchers. Southern Miss threw seven. Uh, Eagles really not didn't a have short much. game, huh? No, it was three hours and ten minutes or something. And a two like to that. one game. Yes, but Blake Dean at UNO, you remember that name? Two thousand eight SEC attorney, fifty six home runs at LSU. He's got them hitting the ball well. They're six and one. They took two or three from Michigan. Fifty six in his career. Yeah, yeah. That, otherwise, yeah. it would be a record. Yeah, yeah. Fifty six in a season. I mean, you, you got to go back to like ninety five with those bats to yeah. Uh, yeah. even flirt with those. Numbers. Do you know who holds the record? Eddie Furness. You're you're not far off. Same team. Brandon Larson hit forty. That's right. Yeah. He back hit forty the, that year. Yeah. Did Eddie Furness have thirty something? Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah. Bats were awesome. Did you hit with those bats? Oh, I hit with those bats. That's all we had. Anybody could hit with those bats. Even Matt Walner. Ah. Two for three last night, two doubles. By the way, just to put this out there, because I said I would. I said I would. Oh, you said you would? I'd like to see you hit against JT Ginn Buddy. when they strained right for him. I don't want to hit against JT Ginn okay. with a bat that's like eight feet long. Just All throwing right, that out there. Like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't get in the batters. I wouldn't get in the stadium yeah. against JT Ginn. We, we had some other things that kind of derailed where some of the direction that I thought we might go on Monday. Um, I did have a nice little uh, stat pack that I had pulled up. I, I went through the game-by-game results from Mike Trout a year ago, and he had uh, he had three occasions. Uh, you're talking about the best baseball player on the planet. I would agree. Three occasions last year where he had a string of at least 0 for 10. Cut him. He's out. Cut him. He's done. <laughs> what a bomb. Two, two for three last night, two doubles. Yeah. He was two for four. He's a good player. Whatever, though. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to. You I were. I guess, You're right. I guess I was trying to correct You're right. you. Critiquing that batting average to the thousandth of a point. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Bottom line is he's a really good player. <laughs> well, I know it's two weeks in, and Scott's going to give him all the time in the world to heal. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciate about Scott Berry and the way he approaches it. He understands that there's way more to Matt Walner than just his time at Southern Miss. And, and so – 
If that means he doesn't pitch this year, he doesn't pitch this year. Is there a concern that that could be part of it, or do they feel like this arm strain, forearm strain, is going to heal, and at some point you will see him in, in the, the rotation? The way that Scott talked, I mean, you know, Scott's got his own interest. You know, he wants to win. Sure. But he has mentioned the fact he knows where Walner's ceiling is, and he doesn't want to, you yeah. know, march him out there and hurt that ceiling. And, you know, you, you salute Scott for that. Uh, it, it's been more than that. With, with When Brent Blaylock got hurt in, in pregame practice, hitting practice on Friday, you, you really were in a position where you nobody to protect Walner in the lineup. Yeah. And you were forced to put your seven-hole hitter Cole Donaldson in as a five. And Blaylock, that was, that was kind of the injury this weekend. Strickland hurts his ankle. Uh, Blaylock gets hurt, and Walner's kind of hurt too. So, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to march him out there. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the bullpen of Southern Miss would be our strength right now and our hitting would be our Achilles heel, never in a million years. And that's the way it is right now. The hitting is not very good. And so what happened last night? Just one of those nights? It was one of those they couldn't hit. They got they had an opportunity uh, in the seventh and the ninth. Runners in scoring position, unable to convert them. With less than two outs? Yes. Wow. Walner's on second uh, with no outs, and they can't get him in. Uh, Pitching-wise, starting pitcher Jared Wright, two and a third, kind of Johnny Holstaff, gives up two runs. Bullpen the rest of the way gives up nothing. Kind of like game uh, game three against Mississippi State, give up you know in the last inning. Bullpen's been phenomenal. And they just, offensively, it was what you saw this weekend. They couldn't square up a ball. Hey, Dad, you saw it in person. Luke, I know you've seen it uh, as well. Ryan Ock, he is dealing that's, right now. That guy can, can throw the baseball. He can put it over the plate for strikes. Ock Ness Monster, that's his name I like now. that, yeah. You like that, but you don't like Grandpa Jake? I don't like Grandpa Jake. I just don't like it. Can you ever seen Jake Mangum? I don't know if that guy is shaving yet. He looks young. Who, who dubbed who dubbed Grandpa Jake? He did. You did? Well, see, yes. Matt Gidry on the team gave the Ockness monster, so maybe that's why it's a little more. Yeah. Mm. I think he doesn't like it because I came up with it. Because he that's, didn't come that's up with true. it That's not true. You've had plenty of funny things that have happened on like the show. Like Wiretap Will. Wiretap Will is great. May his career rest in peace after this season. But Grandpa Jake is not your best work. But but Ox a kid last year they redshirted him last year he's redshirt freshman. Now Scott told us yesterday he couldn't find the strike zone yep. a year ago. Yep, that's the reason. And he's he's dealing. Like Throw it at the bull. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, altogether different story. Really, uh, I guess hard worker in the uh, the off season. Uh, so Southern Miss loses two to one last night to UNO Mississippi State seventeen to four. Middle of the game, I think it was in the fifth inning. State was up. 5 nothing, and mm-hmm. then it was 5-3, to three, and Jackson State had the tying run in scoring position with just one out? They had the bases loaded with nobody out down 5-3. Okay. Uh, this happened right after I got up to go to the hump uh, for, for basketball, and uh, State had to make a pitching change. They went from Bryce Brock to Brandon Smith. He came in and got out of it. It was 5-2, I'm sorry, 5-2 bases loaded. So I guess the tying run was on, was on first. And... Uh, Bryce Brandon Smith came in, got the uh, got got out of the inning, and from there, State piled on uh, with, with uh, Seven, I guess that's twelve more runs. Yeah, seventeen to four, the final yesterday. Mississippi State getting that win, and uh, you had a bunch of guys that uh, you got a bunch of hits. Jake Mangum was two for five, drove in a run. Jordan Westberg two for six with three runs batted in. How about Tanner Allen getting two RBIs without a hit? So a couple of uh, sack flies in the game. Justin Foscue had two hits in the game. Rowdy Jordan had two hits. Marshall Gilbert was uh, two for three with a, uh, a run driven in in the game as well. All in all, Mississippi State, 17 runs on 12 hits. Committed two errors in the game. What did you think of Aaron Ser- uh, Eric Sarantola? Looked like we, we talked about on the show yesterday. Had good stuff. Got some strikeouts. 
looks like the, the power pitcher you want out there. And uh, I think he'll be uh, trouble for some teams this year in the midweek. And as he continues to grow as a player, he can probably find a way into the weekend rotation. Forky Ole Miss wins 12 to 6 over UT Martin. It was 4 to 4 after an inning. Ole Miss was down 5 to 4 going into the bottom of the third and then kind of opened things up. A five spot in the third inning added a run in the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. There was one more run for UT Martin in the top of the fifth inning. 12 to 6. 12 runs, 12 hits, and another big day offensively. Despite Gray Kessinger going 0 for 3. Ryan Olenek was three for four with two doubles. Cole Zabowski two for four with a home run. Tyler Keenan hit a home run in the game. Thomas Dillard hit another home run in the game. These guys can swing it. Well, forget Ryan Olenek's offense for a second. Okay, we can do that. He took the mound last night and was hitting 91-92 with a breaking ball that had some depth on it from center field. The, my favorite thing I've ever seen in a college baseball game was last night. Ryan Olenek covered head-to-toe in dirt. On the hill? On the mound, throwing 92 with a breaking pitch well, he, that was he's actually like effective. Six eleven, also. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to be interested to see, and, and we'll look forward to our conversation with Mike Bianco next Monday. At, at what point do you go? You know what? Rhino Lennox's not bad on the mound. We're going to start using him a little bit more. We'll see. More coming up with you from the MACJC State Tournament in the free state of Jones. Campus of Jones College, Renaissance Bank Studio. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. news about Johnny Manziel? I, I say the news. It's a news event. We just don't know why yet, or at least not that I've seen. A statement from the Montreal Alouettes. Johnny Manziel has been released saying that he, quote, contravened the agreement which made him eligible to play, close quote, in the Canadian Football League. Contravene. That is the most Canadian Football League word to use to describe Johnny Manziel's departure that I've ever heard. He contravened his agreement, which I think means he didn't live up to his end of the bargain. To violate the prohibition or order of a law, treaty, or code of conduct. Prohibition being in that definition is an interesting word when it comes to uh, Johnny Johnny Manziel. Um, Sadly, not even in the least bit surprised. No. It felt like he was moving in the right direction, though, right? Yeah, it did when he was at Texas A&M, though. No, it never did. Did it? That's what they tried to tell you. Thank you. Even his playing style, he always moved in lots of directions. If you're you're the AAF, do you want Johnny Manziel? Serious question, because... They're trying to to act like a, and it's working because the ratings went up this week. Act like a legitimate football league with with integrity, and yeah, they changed the rules a little bit, but it's not a sideshow. It's we are playing football, serious football, and we're a serious league. It's a yes or do, no. Do it's you, a yes or no answer over there. Yeah. Do you take on a guy like Johnny Manziel? You want him because you'd get some pub, and it would be great. For, I mean, for first couple of weeks, it'd be great. But then you got to deal with the repercussions yeah. and the fallout that will that will inevitably come with uh, with Johnny Manziel. 
We talked yesterday about the, the, the sad story about Randy Gregory with the, uh, the Cowboys and his substance abuse issues and uh, the fact that ultimately um, he's fighting demons that he can't that he hasn't been able to beat. He can't beat him, yeah. And has been suspended and suspended and suspended, and now he's suspended again. And, I mean, Johnny Manziel, we're not even talking about being suspended from the NFL. He's got kicked out of Canada. And I'm not making light of that when I say that. It's just the truth. He just got contravened, or because he contravened the terms of his contract, uh, not only can the Alouettes not sign him, nobody in the Canadian Football League can sign him. It's a league-wide mandate and the wording was the Canadian Football League will not register a contract offered by any team to Johnny Manziel, which is sad. That's crazy. He's an unbelievable talent. He's one of the two or three best college football players that I've seen in person yeah. in my life. Yeah, he's great. He is a great one. He's, he's not able to do that without any measurables. Like his combine numbers, his shuttle and his 40 weren't that good. I mean, yeah. he didn't do anything that good, but yet he would step on the field he's and it, w- it was a magician. He's a gamer. He's the definition he's a of a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolute player. And uh, Rosa, when lights came on, I mean, think about it, he redshirted as a freshman. You'd never heard of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as a redshirt freshman, who's this guy? Like four weeks and in, now he's you started throwing hearing up about money him. signs yeah. and, you know, look out. Never, uh, never checked up. Uh, won a Heisman Trophy as a redshirt freshman and now booted from the Canadian football league got a final east mississippi 62 57 over pearl river and so east mississippi advances to a state championship game tomorrow just the third loss of the season for pearl river they were led in scoring by brandon rashaw with 18 points eric thornton had 13 uh terriante thomas had uh, i'm sorry robert davis jr had 19 to lead east mississippi and darius agnew had 18 points and nine rebounds in the win for Pearl, uh, excuse me, for East Mississippi over Pearl River. Good win for them. That's a big, big upset there. Playing the uh, state championship game tomorrow night right here in Jones County. Jones County will play in the uh, in the night game coming up a little bit later. We are coming to you live from Jones College. It's the state basketball tournament. Telling you a little bit about all of the schools in the MACJC. At Cahoma, head women's basketball coach Stephanie Murphy just completed her first season in Clarksdale. She comes to Cahoma from Brandon High School. Prior to Brandon, five years as the head coach at Tupelo High School and two as the head coach at Meridian, leading all three schools to the state tournament and to Super 10 rankings. At East Central, the men qualified for this year's state tournament and uh, started. Uh, they have also started construction of Warrior Hall, the football operations center. Warrior Hall will contain locker rooms for players and for coaches, team meeting rooms, position conference rooms, coaching offices, equipment, and a whole lot more. You can find out more about what's going on in the MACJC at jucoweekly.org. Luke, it might be easier for you to shake hands with people you don't know. Yeah, Mr. Popular. <laughs> Everybody's here. coming by here like, it's Luke Johnson. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. Just a good citizen. There you go. That's all we want to have. We could have Dak Prescott, Eli Manning over here, and they wouldn't be getting that as many That was the most political thing I've Luke ever Johnson. heard. I'm just a good citizen. <laughs> I thought it was just pretty normal. I don't think I could ever say that. Borky okay. also wants to throw, you know, like smoke bombs at kids that show up on his doorstep to sing Christmas carols. Yeah. Don't bother we, me. We at may home. take a field trip next year. We we may do it. What what if I change it to neighbor? Just a good neighbor. Well, How's that? See, well then you're you're talking about selling insurance. But no, 
Mr. Johnson's neighborhood up here. You think I'm I'm one of those people, and I guess I we don't, am. We don't think but, it. But my next door neighbor, uh, mom has been out of town for three week three weekends in a row, and sixteen year old son has thrown some pretty wild parties at that house, and they haven't bothered me at all. Cars parked with their wheels in the grass in my front yard, beer cans in my yard, bothering my dogs. It hadn't bothered me. Well, you just narked him on a statewide radio show. Oh, by they, they the don't way. know what I do. They, they have no idea you don't who think I am. They do. Oh, they might, but we, we've never discussed that before ever. We've only just waved at each other going in and out of the house. So they don't know who I am, so it's fine. But Kid has had some parties. I mean, some good parties, like up at 3 a.m., like good high school parties at this house, and it hasn't bothered me one bit. So maybe in action, I'm not really that old man. Or maybe or you just don't like little thinking. kids. Grandpa Borky. Well, and I put myself in his shoes because – Did you ever ever throw a party at your parents' house Um, when they were out of town? What time is it? So it's 5.45 on the East Coast? No, I never did. Oh, you think they're listening? I mean, what are are they going to do to you at this point? Are they already asleep? You know, they're hitting the early bird at at, at Denny's and then they're going to go to bed? Uh, No, of course. And so I put myself in his shoes and it doesn't bother me at all. I I would prefer to not. pull that off, hey, Dan? Do you want to party at your parents' house with them out of town when you were in high school? Never had a house to throw a party in, so no. We, 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 my mom and I were apartment people. Ah, gotcha. So, we gotcha. we had a uh, the cool family too. We had the family was like, look, we know what you kids are gonna do. Just come to our house, put your keys away, stay the night here, and you can whatever you need to do, you can do. And that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore these days. Somebody would get sued. If Luke held a party, the entire Jones County would show up. It looks Probably like. Probably so. It's called a, it's called a family reunion. Half, half, <laughs> half of Forest and half of Perry would be there too. Yeah, Most of the Pine it, Belt man. would be here. We'd do it. I pulled that off one time, but then I think I uh, I think I ratted myself out with my parents Oof. when it was all said and done. Could you just too honest. Was it the guilt or like there was circumstantial evidence and you just came clean? It was everything was cleaned up except there was one uh, pop-top that was, like, uh, sitting right under the edge of the kitchen <laughs> cabinets. Just one little pop-top. You had to spend some money on a, a cleaning service. I had the house was spotless. It obviously was except not. Except for that one shred of evidence. All of this started because Borky didn't like me calling myself a citizen. Yeah. No, you're, just, you're I welcome. It's you're not welcome. that I didn't like it. It's you're just welcome. it sounded like you were about to run for office. Never. Which you could based on your popularity. I would vote here. for Luke Johnson. Yeah. For your approval rating over would just s- about anybody in America. I appreciate that. That's right. Yeah, your approval rating would start at 90%. And the Matt other Walner, 10 Matt would, be Walner would vote fans. for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Southwest Bears on a state crown. The men's program won it back in 1958 in basketball. Their women's head coach is Brent Harris. And Harris. Has had 15 players signed to continue their careers at four-year institutions. In addition, he has directed the Lady Bears to the MACJC state playoffs in five of his first seven years on the job and has made four trips to the Region 23 tournament. So that is a little nugget for you about Southwest. Um, Region 23 tournament happens next week, and basically turn around and have the exact same thing all over again just with one team from the state of Louisiana. How does that make sense? You play the state tournament, you get four teams, and then you turn around next week and you go to an eight-team tournament where you get seven teams from Mississippi and one from Louisiana. It's like an auto bid to Louisiana, too. It makes perfect sense to me, to be totally honest with you. Does it? Yeah. Really? No. Not at all. Makes more sense than the missed replay last night in the Kentucky-Arkansas game. I agree with that. Hey, what about baseball tonight for Mississippi State? 
Mississippi State versus southeastern Louisiana. That first pitch is about 45 minutes away. The Lions, that's not a bad program. Not a bad program. Peyton Plumley on the mound, his uh, second start of the year. He got the start uh, last week against UAB, did not factor in the decision. Uh, but he'll get the he'll get the ball tonight for Mississippi State. Dustin Skelton back in the starting lineup at catcher. Marshall Gilbert, who got his first start at catcher last night and hit a home run, uh, will be in as the DH today. Um, let's see. What's the last? You, uh, the the uniforms, the southeastern Louisiana uniforms. Yeah. We'll see if they wear the hideous ones. The gray. They got a bad one. With the wide green trim with lions vertically spelled oh. out down the button. Oh, that's bad. Stripe. You're going to have me Googling that. It's uh, it's pretty gross. I was told that. a band uh, from baseball for that. A friend of mine just tweeted that the Southeastern starter tonight in his last start threw six wild pitches. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not if, great. If the people at Duty Noble really want to, to make this great, the wild thing song could happen yeah. yeah jeff long will join us next he's the athletics director at pearl river we'll talk a little bit about some of the facility upgrades that they have happening there that's when we come back in the renaissance bank studio live at the macjc state basketball tournament communication system is a go, go! this this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Mississippi Wednesday afternoon with you from the MACJC State Tournament hosted by Jones College today in Ellisville. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey is in Oxford. We'll talk with him in just a little bit in advance of Ole Miss and Tennessee tonight at the Pavilion. Glad to have you along for the ride. Sports Talk brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank. You can find them online at mslandbank.com, Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. If you're in North Mississippi and you have land financing needs of any kind, then Mississippi Land Bank can help. Whether it's a crop loan, an equipment loan, you're refinancing refinancing an existing loan, or you're just buying a piece of property to farm. That's what Mississippi Land Bank does. They've been financing land and all that goes along with it for over 100 years and would love to help you. You're dealing with great people who understand your business at Mississippi Land Bank, mslandbank.com. I know it's time for the college football fix, and we'll get to that in just a moment, but I cannot help but pass this along to you. My initial reaction is, (laughs) that's good, Kansas. Dennis Dodd uh, from CBS uh, puts a uh, screenshot of the victim impact statement and request for restitution from an attorney representing Kansas in the FBI case. Let me say that again. Kansas has filed with the Southern District of New York um, uh, Attorney General's Office a victim impact statement and request for restitution. They want $1,136,000 in back attorney fees and scholarship money. Here's why. Dear Judge Kaplan, I write on behalf of the University of Kansas. An educational institution directly victimized 
by the intentional criminal conduct of defendant James Gatto and his co-conspirators and hereby submit this victim impact statement and request for restitution. Mr. Gatto, an Adidas executive, was convicted in 2018 of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and wire fraud in connection with a scheme to defraud the NCAA Division I universities, including the University of Kansas. Kansas has <laughs> suffered considerable financial harm, including but not limited to losses for athletic scholarships and financial aid paid to student-athletes as well as professional legal services incurred by the university. Oh, poor this Kansas. This is bold, Cotton. Well, then Kansas should have to give back all the elite players that Adidas, uh, um, I mean, um, uh, that that their coaches and hardworking staff there at Kansas recruited for them. Oh, we're talking about the NCAA again? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, I know you have your disdain for the NCAA. This thing's taken a turn in the last few days. I will admit that, that, that it's interesting to see a school sue the NCAA when we have said on this show the NCAA is the school. But they're not suing the NCAA. Who are they suing? They're suing the they're, guy? They're not suing. What are they the doing? The University of Kansas and its attorney have submitted to the district attorney's office. I, I'm sorry, the attorney general's office in the United States of America. Southern District of New York. The office where this case originated, a request for restitution. They want to be paid... For all of their hardship. I don't think they're going to get that money. They want to be compensated. I don't know. I guess they – who do they want to pay it? The do they want the, Do they want the taxpayers to pay it? Do they want Adidas and James Gatto to have to pay it? Kansas wants uh, – they want Texas to pay it. Well, here's one thing we not, we do know. Texas doesn't share their money with anybody else in the Big no, 12, right so that's that. not going to happen. You're right about that. Could this be a stall tactic, though? Because – no, nah, maybe, but it's more of a smokescreen than anything, isn't it? I mean, it's an ineffective a, one. It's kind of shooting the middle finger at the uh, at the attorney general's office. It's daring them almost, and maybe they're going to skirt it because it seems like this thing has been focused down to just a couple of schools and a couple of coaches anyway. Right? Arizona, Sean Miller, Will Wade at LSU, and we'll see who else. Well, who at LSU? Wiretap Will. There you go. Just just in case you were curious, right? Um. This, I, this, this idea, though, is wildly entertaining to me, that the, um, the University of Kansas is asking for $1.1 million in restitution for scholarship money lost and attorney fees incurred while dealing with the FBI investigation of their school yeah. because of Adidas and James Gatto. Uh, how about the big eye roll where they were victimized by a guy that was helping steer players to their school? They were the victims. They were the victim of a scheme that got them the best players in the country. Oh, They thought that they were helping the crown prince of Nigeria. Yeah, that's like and saying I'm a victim because somebody wrote me a check for 50K in drug money. <laughs> somebody wrote you a check for 50K in drug money? I'm just saying if somebody did that, I would accept the check and not feel bad about it. CBSSports.com has got a new um, mock draft that is out. Time for the college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. But don't stop there because it is truck month. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and uh, test drive the F-Series. It's the F-150 or the Super Duty. Best-selling trucks in America for the last 42 years. Mock draft from CBS Sports. 
Number one overall. You got to be kidding me. So stupid. You got to be kidding me. And I like I like the format of this mock draft because they they they, they, they put some trades they, in here. They to make, factor make, in the trades. It's we're but, bored with doing mock drafts, so let's really go let's, crazy. Let's really mock them up. Oakland, coached by Chucky, with the number one pick in the draft from Arizona, taking Kyler Murray. Oh my gosh! Number one overall. If they do that, it. We already kind of assumed, I don't want to speak for you guys, I already assumed that Oakland was flying by the seat of their pants, getting rid of their best players for draft picks when you have the best rush end in all of football, getting rid of him to draft another one doesn't make any sense to me. But if they actually take trade up to take Kyler Murray at number one, they have no idea what they're doing. No. You have a capable Hold good on now. quarterback Hold on already. Chucky had quarterback camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, he sat down and Spider broke down. Spider 2 banana. <laughs> can you, oh, okay, first of all, if this were to happen, can we all agree that the decision that Kyler Murray made was economically sound? Made, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, oh, good, it's good great for news for Kyler Murray. Bad news for fans of the silver and black. You want a quarterback up high? What do you do? You trade up. Jacksonville via a pick from San Francisco at number two. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, the Ohio State University. That one actually makes sense. It makes me. more sense. I'm, I'm not a huge Haskins fan. I mean, maybe it's only because he's only got one year, and I, I just don't know. But it, And he is a benefactor of scheme. Look, that scheme last that. year allowed for some short passes guys. and stuff like that. But these NFL franchises are so flipping desperate for a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. that in this – Weaker than water draft class of quarterbacks. This mock draft from CBS has three yeah. in the top five picks. At number five, Washington oh. trading from Tampa. I didn't even see to this. To get Drew Locke. No. They Kyler the- Murray one, Dwayne Haskins two, Drew Locke at five. And then Daniel Jones at 11. So four of the top 11 We've picks. lost our collective minds. There's no way. This, I, I've, I've lost my, my respect for this mock draft. But what, what uh, it, I'm out with but it But what has Drew Locke done wrong, though, to make you think that he's not a potential franchise quarterback? He played on a team in the SEC where the talent around him was not as good as his opponents almost every week and put up gaudy numbers. Does Drew look like... Was there I mean, ever a 12-year starter in the NFL to you? Did Mitchell Trubisky look like a 12-year starter? And now, I mean, he's got Chicago winning playoff well, games. Well, Trubisky's and- more of the Haskins thing in that you only had, you didn't have a whole yeah. lot of, of film on him. Whereas Drew Locke, I have three years of him as a starter, and never not once did I watch him and go, that guy is a can't-miss pro. Can't miss if you take Drew Locke. You wouldn't have said that about Dak Prescott either, though. I thought by the end of Dak Prescott's senior year that he would be a good pro. But he was never can't-miss I thought that he would be a good pro. Well, he was also a There's a difference in being. Too. I don't think that Drew Locke will be a good pro. Okay. I'll say that then. Um, he's got the frame. He's got an arm. He throws a nice football. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if he, it just feels like a reach at number he's five. He's got the frame. He's got a good arm. He throws a nice football. That's Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald throws a nice football. No. He's no. got a. He's, no, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Drew Locke set the SEC record for touchdown no, 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 no. passes no, no, no. in a season two years ago. We didn't, we didn't ago. say anything about the, the, the stats. I just said you, those when three I things say you he, say. When I say he has a nice arm, I'm talking about his ability to throw the football to people and then catch it. I'm just That's saying. the difference. I'm just saying. 
When I say a nice arm about a quarterback, I'm not talking about being able to walk in the parking lot and wing it 85 yards. That's not a nice arm. A nice arm is you are a good throwing quarterback. I'm sorry. I'll have to put small print at the bottom of the page to to, to, to make that make sense. Hey, by the way, some Mississippi State and Ole Miss guys. We didn't get to these guys. Montez Sweat at 16 to Carolina. DK Metcalf at 21 to Indianapolis. Jeffrey Simmons at 22 to Baltimore. A.J. Brown at 27 to Oakland, where he'll have Kyler Murray throwing to him. Maybe. Maybe. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Renaissance Bank studio. That is your college football fix. Let's add Rippy to the fray coming up next. What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. We broadcast live from the MACJC State Basketball Tournament hosted by Jones College. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey on the Farm Bureau phone line this afternoon. We'll give you a couple of notes quickly before we go to Rippey. At Mississippi Gulf Coast, women's head coach Hope Adams is in her second season. She's qualified her squad for the state tournament for the first time since 2013. They will play uh, coming up in just a few minutes against Jones. Men's head coach Wendell Weathers had his Bulldogs back in the tournament for the 21st consecutive season. It's the longest streak in the MACJC. Gulf Coast went 20-5 and five earlier this year. And with regard to Jones, that's the host site of this year's tournament. Both their men's and women's team are alive. Men's program won the 2014 National Championship. The women at 22-2 and two on the year are ranked 13th in the nation. They won the South going 13-1. The men were the Co-South Division champs at 12-2, 19-5 overall. With that, we bring Brian Scott Rippey into the conversation. He's on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Rippey, I don't think you heard it yesterday because you were um, you were at the baseball game. We talked with John Gassaway from ESPN, uh, covers college basketball at ESPN.com. He's a big analytics guy. And he, he gave me a, a number that blew my mind, that Ole Miss was one of the uh, one or two best defensive, interior defensive teams in the SEC, which kind of goes against everything we've seen and we've talked about this year. But the numbers are there that they give up the uh, the lowest or the, the percentage, the, the, I don't know, field goal percentage defense on two-point shots is the best in the SEC. Does that surprise you? A little bit, but you know, for you know, for all of Dom's flaws, he's actually a pretty decent win protector and does some good things on defense. Oh, this is problem is guarding the perimeter and uh, defensive rebounding. So, it, well, it probably seems like an outlier on the surface. That, I mean, it surprises me a little bit, but they, you know, Dom does some good things, and you know, it gets a little a little weaker when when he's off the court and it's just bruised. But Buffin and Ensign have held their own in, in short spurts when they've been down there as well. But like I said, it's more just kind of about them not being able to guard the perimeter and. And rebound, Rippy. I, I thought on Saturday that the uh, the pavilion was a little 
I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of juice in the building, and, and that, for whatever reason. This one's sold out tonight against Tennessee. It's a top-five team coming in. I've seen pictures. Student section's already full. Does it feel a little bit different tonight? Um, yeah, I'm actually sitting in traffic about to pull in the parking garage, and there are a lot of people flooding in and a lot of warnings. So if there were empty seats, they were, there would have been empty seats. They'll be filled by Tennessee people. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine it'll be a little bit different atmosphere tonight. What are Ole Miss's chances in this game? <laughs> um, I mean, they're fluctuating around a four- or five-point spread in Vegas. You're touching Tennessee at a pretty vulnerable time. With that said, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country. They're top five statistically in about five or six categories. It, it'll be tough, but I don't know. I mean, if, there, if there's ever time to catch Tennessee, I think it would be right now at this point in the season. We were talking with Austin Stanley from A to Z Sports in Nashville earlier uh, about Tennessee, and he kind of pointed out defensively how bad they've been as far as defending the ball. And that, you know, if you've watched them, their guards, you got guys going right past them, left and right. That seems like it would play into, uh, into Ole Miss's favor, right? Well, yes, and that's where Ole Miss is really going to have to make it play in this game because they're going to have to value possession, too, which they've really done a pretty good job of doing most of the year because. If you give Tennessee easy buckets in transition, they're not going to return the favor because they don't turn the ball over hardly at all. They're one of the most efficient half-court teams in the country. And, you know, if you, if you give up a lot of ball turnovers to them, it's only going to play more into their favor. But, yeah, I think Ole Miss can't exclude it with the three guards that they have. It, it, that's kind of where they've made most of their living offensively for most of the year. I don't think tonight will be any different if they're going to stay in the game. What about Kermit Davis's ability to get his team up for a big game and, and kind of put together a game plan where you just look at it on the surface and you go, yeah, don't see it happening there. And, and I think specifically maybe about the Auburn game on the road, I looked at that one and thought, man, that is a loss. A lot of people would look at this one tonight that way. Is there a little, pardon the cliche, but like X factor with Kermit Davis in this role? I don't think it's necessarily hard for him to get guys up for games like this. I mean, if, if, if you're a D1 basketball player and can't get up for Tennessee coming in town in a game that could punch your ticket to the NCAA tournament, I don't really know what will get you up. But, but to your question and to your point, I think it's the fact that they've had so much success on the road this year that they've just kind of played with a different level of confidence. And I know this game's at home, but the point is that when you can – Go on the road and legitimately believe you can go into any building in any environment and win. It breeds a whole other level of confidence, and I think that's what helped him in game. You know, get his guys ready to go in games like Auburn, and 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 I think that's a little different from years past because I think this team struggled with confidence last year after it lost a couple on the road, and then of course you saw it kind of hit the breaking point in late January. So I think a lot of that comes with them having success in general and particularly in other people's buildings. It's been a while since Terrence Davis has had one of those nights, if you will. You, you know, the, the ones that you feel like he's capable of, but then he drives you crazy instead. One of those nights where he goes for 30. Is this a night where he could, could have that kind of production? It's certainly possible, but I, I think if you presented Kermit an option as to whether Terrence Davis scores 25 or plays his best game defensively on the perimeter, I think he would take the latter. 
Um, just because the scoring load can be picked up by Shuler and Tyree and even Henson and Buffett a little bit, but certainly I think it's an opportunity. But we, you mentioned how bad Tennessee's been guarding the perimeter in the last couple of games. So certainly an opportunity for Davis to get to the basket and get out in transition and get some easy baskets. Give me a key for Ole Miss tonight. What did you say? I said, just give me one key for Ole Miss tonight. If, if things are going to go well, what's the reason? Rebounding the basketball, particularly defensively. Because when Tennessee goes with a bigger lineup, putting Schofield at the three, they're, they're really, really hard to defend, and they crash the glass really hard. So if Ole Miss is going to kind of be in this game and have a chance, they're going to need to rebound the ball well. And then how they guard Grant Williams before he catches the ball is going to be key because once he gets it down low, it's, it's, it's game over. So I think those two things, particularly on the defensive end, will, will tell the team. That felt like a smart basketball answer, how they guard him before he catches the ball. Well, I mean, you've seen it when he catches it, but six times the I mean, it, 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 it doesn't end well for anybody, and I don't think Ole Miss would be any different. No, that's a uh, that's a good point. I'm just I was giving you credit. I mean, that's like one of those you know when you you talk to somebody about a football game and they start talking to you about line of scrimmage play, as opposed to watching the ball. That's that's good stuff. That's that's next level stuff. That's why you guys pay me the big bucks? You're right. It is why we pay you the big bucks. It's also why we say to you right now, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, dude. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Brian Scott Rippey on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Uh, hey, Dad, you saw Mississippi State against Tennessee earlier this year. If No? No, that's right. It's Kentucky they play twice. Yeah. Or will play twice. Yeah, they play Tennessee next uh, yeah, Tennessee next coming Tuesday. up. Yeah. Uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. There we go. I just made that up. Um, I could you, picture it in my mind. You have watched um, twice, right? You, you you have watched Tennessee. I've seen them a few times this, this year. This year. Yeah. yeah, you've watched Ole Miss. Yeah. If I said give me a key for Ole Miss having success tonight, what would it be? This is going to sound sort of silly because it's the key in every basketball game, but it's making shots because, like Rippy just said, Tennessee is such a physical team on on the boards that if you're looking to play the rebound game with them, I don't, I don't know how you're going to win that game. So Ole Miss needs to you know the the, the term when I interviewed Brian back in uh. I guess that would have been early January before State played Ole Miss for the first time. He talked about how Ole Miss valued possession. They need to do that tonight. They need to make sure they're getting off good quality shots and, and not just heaving it up, you know, with 25 seconds left on the shot clock uh, trying to, you know, get three-pointers. They need, they need to, to slow the game down as much as they can, value possession, get good shots, and then just sort of hope for the best as far as the rebounding game goes. Borky? Yeah, patience and playing under control. Patience and playing under control. Patience is – I should have said that word. That's, that's, that's the correct word. Yeah, offensive patience for that team is huge. Hey, you've seen it in games in which they've struggled, in, in games where they got beat. It, it felt like at times they, they kind of reverted back to their old ways. Their game against South Carolina, especially, it's South Carolina would make a big shot, and then it's like they would have a quick possession, no pass possessions, isolation ball, turn it over, miss a shot, give up a bucket in transition, and just spiraled out of control in that game. So pace – comparable to what they had on the road against Auburn? Very much so. Slow the game down, especially when Tennessee inevitably makes a shot on you or makes a little bit of run. Patience, 
control the basketball, control the tempo. And yeah. hey, Dad, to your point, in that win against Auburn, almost made shots in addition to controlling the pace. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Renaissance Bank Studio, we're in Ellisville, Jones College, the MACJC State Basketball Tournament. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.